and we are live. Wow. Wow. Normally there'd be a better way to start this broadcast of Wrap It Up. You know what I mean? But I feel like we all have just went through a traumatic experience watching that game together. And I'm glad that we were able to watch it together. And I'm glad that we have this opportunity right here to do this, this podcast, and console each other, Raptors fans. Because what was that that we just watched? <laughs> that was either the greatest game I've ever seen with twists and turns and who's going to win, who's going to lose. I'm not really sure. Or it was the worst game I've ever seen. I don't know which way to go with it, to be honest. So I'm glad that we have this opportunity to talk this out on this Canada Hoops Daily presents the Wrap It Up podcast, your Raps post-game show. My name is Sheldon Alexander. And I, I mean, nights like this is why we brought back the pod, kids. It really is. Nights like this is why we brought back this, the podcast. Again, I will start over because I feel like I'm a little rattled here. I don't know what's going on after what we just watched in Chicago. But Raptors fall to the Bulls, 104 to 103. Again, I will welcome everybody in wherever you are watching. Huge shouts. Bless us with a like. Bless us with a retweet, a share, all that fun stuff. Whether you're watching on Twitter on the Can Canada Hoops Daily feed at Can Hoops Daily, or you're watching on our YouTube feed, which make sure you follow and subscribe at Canada Hoops Daily on YouTube. That is where you'll be able to find this after each and every Toronto Raptors game. And as I said, I am so happy we have this platform to break this all down because that was an insane game. For people who might not be familiar with what we do here, this is... As mentioned, Canada Hoops Daily presents the Wrap It Up podcast. This is a live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show coming to you live after each and every Toronto Raptors game. Now, if you're wondering exactly what is Canada Hoops Daily, let me tell you, it's everything basketball from a Canadian perspective, news, features, opinions, and more. Your daily hoop source. Of course, we're going to start here on the pod and on social media feeds, but there will be more to come. So make sure you follow, make sure you subscribe, all that fun stuff to keep up to date with everything that's going on. Because again, Canada Hoops Daily, your full court coverage for Toronto Raptors, Canadian NBA stars, and Canada basketball. We got you covered. But right now we're talking about the Toronto Raptors playing arguably the most insane Raptors game I have ever seen. And if you've been following this team for a long time, <laughs> that's saying a lot. <laughs> but I don't even know what I just watched. About 37 times I thought the game was going in one direction and then it completely swung into another direction. My watch, because I'm so hyped right now, my watch, my Apple Watch has told me to take a moment of mindfulness. It's telling me to calm down right now because that's how crazy that basketball game was. I don't know where people are tuning in and watching this game on a Friday night, but I really hope that you're able to relax, maybe be with a loved one, maybe have a beverage, something to console you because that was insane. Raptors lose in OT. There were free throws and free throw misses and challenges and blocks and charges, all kinds of craziness, not to mention 
runs like I've never seen before in terms of massive, massive runs. So, so here, here's the thing. Here's what we're going to do. Normally, I'll take some time. I'll break down the game. And while I'm breaking down the game, that gives everyone a chance to get into the comments wherever you happen to be. If you're watching on my Instagram feed right now, just know the reason I'm on Instagram is just to let the streets know we back up. Wrap It Up podcast presented by Canada Hoops Daily. So if you see that right now and you're on Instagram, make sure you go to either Twitter or the app formerly known as Twitter and follow Can Hoops Daily or hit the YouTube page at Canada Hoops Daily. That is where you'll be able to find this podcast after each and every Toronto Raptors game. And I know y'all, the people, Raptors fans, y'all need this after a game like this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the game quickly and there's a lot. There was definitely a lot in that game. Overtime and crazy possessions and I'll also give you guys an opportunity because I said it's the interactive pod. So you'll get to ask your questions and we'll we'll go through this as a community because <laughs> we need it. What was that game? What was that game? DeMar DeRozan, I feel like he owed the Raptors and the Raptors fan base some missed free throws in crunch time just for what his daughter did to the Toronto Raptors in that uh, play-in game last year. If you remember, DeMar DeRozan's daughter was screaming during every free throw. Raptors shot horribly. Pascal missed clutch free throws at the end of that play-in game when the Raptors blew the 17-point lead. Well, in this game, down the stretch... DeMar was getting some calls, some questionable calls, and then he was missing clutch free throws. (laughs) I don't even know. There's so many things to go through. So I'm just going to rush through this game here, get everyone down, because there's so much that happened at the beginning of this game that you might forget now before we even get to the final and the end of the game and what happened. So let's, let's take this all the way back to the beginning because it's Raptors, Bulls, and, you know, it's an interesting affair. Obviously, you got the ties between DeMar playing against his former team, the Toronto Raptors, obviously. You also got Darko in his second game as Raptors head coach, and he is now coaching against Billy Donovan, who he was an assistant for in Oklahoma City. So you got a lot of ties here going back and forth between these two teams, and obviously, as mentioned, the huge play-in game loss the Toronto Raptors had to the Chicago Bulls team last season. Add in the fact the Bulls got blown out in their last game, the first game of the season, so much in fact that they had a players only meeting after game one of the season. <laughs> These two teams couldn't have been on the most opposite of tracks heading into this game. And maybe that's what the craziness involved. The Bulls were on the low, the Raptors were on a high, and boy, did they meet in the middle in this game. <laughs> Taking a deep breath here, kids. Taking a deep breath. This was a wild one. Let's start. Let's start here. Let's start here. Okay. We're getting used to the starting lineup here. We got Yak. We got Pascal. We got OG, Scotty, and Dennis for the raps. Kobe White, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Patrick Williams, and Vooch for your Chicago Bulls. Now, early in this first quarter, okay. Raptors came out cooking. Raptors looking good. 8-0 run to start this game. And I'm going to say run a lot because there were a lot of runs in this game. So stick with me here. Raptors start the game on an 8-0 run. Cool. Scotty Barnes doing his thing early. Every Raptors starter, okay? Raptors started the game 5-for-5 from the floor. That's important because every Raptors starter got a bucket to start the game. 
that's an incredible run. Meanwhile, Patrick Williams was shooting a lot of threes, just shooting, taking a lot of shots for the Bulls. I don't know what was up with that, but that is not the way that I would assume the Bulls want to play. So that first quarter, Raptors are doing well. Raptors are on a good run. Raptors bench comes in, which means Precious Achua, Gary Trent Jr., Jaden McDaniels, Malachi Flynn. The Bulls immediately go on a run. Cut the lead to three. 16-13 lead for your Toronto Raptors. And Pascal is with the bench unit, which is something we'll talk about. Pascal's with the bench unit, but it didn't really work too well. Didn't work at all. DeMar's hitting threes. He ties the game. The Bulls bench. Alex Caruso's a name you're going to hear a lot during this podcast because he was a difference maker. You look at the box score, 13 points, 13 rebounds. And of course, he hit the game-winning three in this game. But his impact on the game was so much more beyond the stats. Alex Caruso was just everywhere. He was playing defense. He was taking charges. He was grabbing rebounds, blocking shots. He was making assists. He was doing everything for the Chicago Bulls. I have no idea why he doesn't start, why they're starting Colby White. I have no idea because he also plays defense. And when you have a lineup that has DeMar, Colby White, and Zach Levine, you need someone in the mix there to play defense. I don't know. Just throwing in my two cents and watching this game, the Bulls' best lineup was with Caruso on the floor and with Torrey Craig on the floor. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Anyways, 16-16 was the score here at one point as a 14-2 run by the Chicago Bulls. And it was all just energy brought from their bench. Scotty comes back in, subs in for Pascal. Scotty in the bench. Precious is getting called for fouls all over the place. Back-to-back moving screens called on Precious. Just not a good look there. 16-2 run for Chicago. And again, this was after a 5-for-5 start for the Toronto Raptors from the floor. Raptors bench continued to struggle. Back-to-back moving screen violations. Scotty Barnes called for an offensive foul. The Bulls went on a 20-2 run that ended on an OG Ananobi dunk at the buzzer, the Bulls led 24 to 18 after one. Caruso, four points, four rebounds, two offensive rebounds, by the way, in seven minutes. Add in a steal, add in a couple charges. That's in seven minutes of play in the first quarter for Caruso. Again, no idea why Caruso doesn't start for the Chicago Bulls, but we'll get to that. OG, I thought he played a solid game. OG, by the way, left this game with an injury in the fourth quarter, and it drastically affected the Raptors. Got to tell you, not having OG play defense on DeMar down the stretch definitely impacted the Raptors. We'll get there, though. We will get there. Trust me and enjoy this journey as we recap this insane basketball game that just took place between the Toronto Raptors and the Chicago Bulls here on the Canada Hoops Daily Presents wrap it up podcast. We're going to go through it all kids. We are. So OG in the second quarter, you got him hitting a three Raptors. You know, the bulls are still doing their thing. The bulls actually led by 10 Raptors continue to struggle. They started off that second quarter, two of nine. Okay. One for 15. The Raptors started from three. Sorry. Check that one for 17. <laughs> the Raptors started from three. Okay. They were down 42 to 23 in the second quarter in a game in which they led 14 to two that then flipped and the Raptors found themselves down 
42 to 23. And I can't lie to you at that point in the second quarter, I'm sure the pulse of the Raptors fan base was what is going on here? How is this possible? Are they really going to get blown out in Chicago? Now, a question I will ask you all listening to this podcast is would you have rather have gotten blown out or lost in the crushing fashion that this game occurred in? <laughs> because again, when that score flipped to 42 to 23, I'm sure most fans thought this game was over. Raptors are getting blown out. They're getting run out of the gym. The Bulls timeout, quick timeout worked when they were down early. Their, their players only meeting worked, all that fun stuff. And all of a sudden, Raptors are down big. So I ask you again, would you have rather have gotten blown out if you're the Toronto Raptors? I'm asking you as fans. Raptors fans, would you have rather gotten blown out in this game? Or would you have rathered how the game played out in terms of the crushing, crushing twists and turns in the fourth quarter in OT? Which we'll get to. Again, anyways, Raptors down 42-23. They go on a 10-0 run they, to close the second quarter. Scotty Barnes, he was doing work. Following up misses, getting rebounds, putting it back in. 12-0 run. They cut the lead to seven at halftime. Very lucky to be down only seven points. Got to give the Raps credit there for sure. And again, at this point, I'm thinking, okay, vibes are good. Vibes are good in the chat. Vibes are good everywhere. Vibes are good on the Canada Hoops Daily Pod for the second night in a row. That's what I'm thinking. Because then the third quarter starts, and the Raptors really go on a run here. They really flip this game around. If you went back to the end of the second quarter and the start of the third quarter, the Raptors were on a nine, sorry, a 21 to nothing run. Okay. They had everything going. Siakam driving to the basket, getting and ones. OG driving to the basket, getting and ones. They end up in a tie game at 42 42. Raptors took a huge advantage. They led the third quarter at one point, 19 to three. 19 to three advantage. Dennis Schroeder hitting another big time three. That was massive. Raptors up. But again, it would come down to what happens when they go to their bench. And the Raps go to the bench. The Bulls bench starts playing a little bit better. But Pascal, he had a solid game, up and down game. Can't really say he did well in crunch time, but I don't know who did do well in crunch time, if we're being honest here. So let's 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 figure this out here, right? This game with the crazy runs and the lineups, I'm interested to see how long Billy Donovan takes to switch up his lineup, his starting lineup, because obviously Caruso's got to be involved. And for the Raptors, there's a lot of talk about their bench, right? And the bench unit really, really struggling. And people are talking about who's going to lead the bench. Malachi Flynn can't do it. And Gary Trent's kind of struggling. And Chris Boucher wasn't getting minutes and then turned out to be the Raptors MVP down the stretch. Going from getting no minutes in game one, getting no minutes early in this game, and then because Yak and Precious foul out, all of a sudden it's on Chris Boucher to just dominate the paint, which he did. But it leads to a bigger question of the Raptors bench. And here's the thing, kids. Here's the thing that I'm going to explain. It's not about Malachi Flynn. Is he capable of leading the bench? What this comes down to is which one of the Raptors starters will be able to play with the bench and lead your bench unit. Is it going to be Pascal Siakam? Is it going to be Scotty Barnes? Is it going to be Dennis Schroeder? We don't know. Clearly, the Raptors don't know. 
but that will be the key to helping the bench unit. How many starters do you have to play with your bench? Does it have to be two? Can it just be one? That's what we're going to find out as we continue here with the Toronto Raptors. But Scotty Barnes was doing, like, he shows spurts where he's so, so good. And he was great in this game. 22 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, second double-double or triple-double of his career, okay? Scotty had it in the post, and every time the Bulls would switch, the Raptors found Scotty Barnes, and he would just back down Colby White and get easy buckets. The game seemed so easy. But as that happened, again, game of runs. Colby White, three. Torrey Craig, three. Ties the game. DeMar DeRozan, and one. Misses a free throw. That would be a theme, kids. <laughs> Raptors still led this game after three quarters, 68 to 65. There were so many challenges in this game. I, I'm already not liking this new adding more challenges. You know what? We don't need more stoppages in play. Don't need it. If the ref misses a call, cool. I only need you to get the calls correct at the end of the game. Other than that, I don't need you adding extra challenges. So now you're stopping play early in the third quarter, early in the first half. I don't need that. I'm just saying that's my opinion. We'll see. It's only game two. Maybe things will change. Strategies will change with how people use said challenges. But as of now, not a fan. But Chris Boucher finally gets some minutes, and that's because the Raptors were in foul trouble. Yak was in foul trouble all night. Obviously, he fouled out. Precious was also in foul trouble. So you had no choice but to go to Chris Boucher. If you go back and you follow me on Twitter, the app formerly known as Twitter, if you follow me at Shell Alexander, you will see I was calling for Chris Boucher minutes. And the reason I was calling for Chris Boucher minutes was because Watching what the Bulls were getting from Torrey Craig and especially Alex Caruso was exactly what the Raptors were missing from their bench, but they had it right there with Chris Boucher. And it's just energy. If you're a bench guy, you just got to come on the court, run around, play defense, get on the glass, take charges, block shots, show energy, bring some level of hype. And that's what Chris Boucher finally did once he got a chance. Scotty Barnes hitting a tough fadeaway jumper. Scotty finds Gary Trent for a three. Raptors up 10. OG goes down. And maybe that was a turning point in this game for the Toronto Raptors. OG going down. Because it seemed like DeMar DeRozan was able to get to the bucket whenever he wanted to, which wasn't good for the Toronto Raptors. It just wasn't. So OG cramped up. He's out of the game. Scotty to Gary Trent again for another three. Then Siakam hits a fadeaway two. 17-6 run for the Toronto Raptors. Raptors up 14 points in the fourth quarter. I'm going to say that again. And the reason I go through the entire game is because there were so many twists and turns. Again, Raptors up 14 points in the fourth quarter. Scotty Barnes was a plus 31 at one point. He was doing mega work. Okay? Raptors looking really good up 14. And I asked the question. In a game that had so many crazy runs, was that the last run of the game? I mean, the Raptors were up 14. They trailed by 19 in the second quarter. Then went on, check this, a 63 to 29 run. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say that again. The Raptors trailed by 19 points in the second quarter, then went on a 63 to 29 run 
since the second quarter. They were up. And then OG got hurt. And then Jacoperto fouls out. And all of a sudden, here comes DeMar DeRozan. And I got to say something here. As Raptors fans, we've watched DeMar DeRozan for an extended period of time. If there is a team that should not be falling for DeMar DeRozan pump fakes in crunch time, it should be the Toronto Raptors. Chris Boucher, Pascal Siakam, y'all can't be falling for DeMar DeRozan pump fakes. I'm sorry. You can argue and say the ref made bad calls. Cool, I get it. I understand it. They were iffy calls. But you cannot be falling for DeMar DeRozan pump fakes if you play for the Toronto Raptors. Just check the game tape, kids. Check the game tape. What are we watching here, right? With that said, though, I got to give credit where credit is due. And Scotty Barnes, he's young, so you're going to see mistakes, massive mistakes, which we'll get to. But he really played well in this game in certain spots. I mentioned how good he was at taking the ball down low in the post and just getting easy buckets over guys like Kobe White. Not to mention he added two more blocks in this game after a five-block performance in game one. That's just great. The Raptors were doing work, and then things started to fall apart. And this is where we get to crunch time, kids. And I'm always reminded of this because of the great ESPN doc they did, the 30 for 30, Reggie Miller and the Knicks, winning time, I think it was called. And there's a line in it where everyone just says, what do you do in winning time? And this game seemed like neither team wanted to win, but let's get to it. Raptors were up three. Scotty Barnes, they inbound the ball. Scotty gets it, loses the ball. Bulls steal it off him. They find DeMar, who gets the and one. Okay? DeMar, first off, that was a tough bucket for DeMar to hit at that point. He goes to the line, and he misses the free throw. But then the craziness starts to ensue, because he misses the free throw, gets the ball back, misses the putback, but the refs call goaltending. <laughs> so they put the basket on. <laughs> they say it's a bucket. Then they review it. They overturn the call, take the basket away. Follow me here. Follow me here. Again, so many twists and turns. That's why we go through everything. The Raptors now led at that point, 91 to 90 with nine seconds left in the game. Okay. DeMar. Okay. DeMar now has a chance again. Okay. After he gets fouled by Chris Boucher while shooting three, DeMar misses the third free throw. This would be a theme here. If you're DeMar DeRozan, you're going to have nightmares. And if the Bulls lost this game, DeMar DeRozan would be having crazy, crazy nightmares. Okay? But after he misses that one, the Raptors try to inbound the ball. Pascal Siakam gets called for an offensive foul. DeMar gets the ball back. He gets fouled. Down one. He hits the first free throw. And then misses the second free throw. The wild, wild swings in this game were just so crazy. DeMar DeRozan getting fouled again while shooting a three by Chris Boucher. Iffy call, but Chris Boucher left his feet. 
And I know that the NBA has said that they want to take away that play. They want to remove that play. They want to lose that play. The D-Wade, I always call it, where you get the defender in the air and you jump into the defender. I get that they want to remove that. But if you leave your feet like that, it's tough for the refs to not call it. And that was Chris Boucher's mistake. I will say Pascal and Scotty getting called on the second foul for DeMar DeRozan. That was a tougher call. I'll be honest. That was a tougher call. But again, if you're biting on DeMar DeRozan pump fakes, he's a vet in the league. He's going to get those calls. That's just the nature of it. Now he goes to the line and he misses free throws. Again, DeMar DeRozan. Missing clutch free throws. Toronto Raptors fans are very familiar with DeMar DeRozan in the clutch, right? But that was a tough one for DeMar. Just horrible, horrible free throw shooting by DeMar in the clutch. So we're going to overtime. One of the craziest games I've ever seen. And again, I'll say this. Two things. DeMar clearly owed the Toronto Raptors some clutch free throws after what happened in the play-in last year. And the Toronto Raptors as a team, if there's any team in the league that can't fall for DeMar DeRozan pump fakes, it's the Toronto Raptors. But here we are in this game of runs. We're heading to overtime at 93. Scotty Barnes finds Dennis Schroeder for a three. Raps take the lead. Triple-double for Scotty Barnes. Looking good. It's looking good, right? Bulls come back down, take the lead by one. Pascal Siakam goes to the free throw line, misses both free throws. I'm going to say this, and I've told this story before on the pod. When I was in high school, we had uh, there were a bunch of strikes that occurred when I was in high school, so we didn't have sports. One of my friends, Dwight, shout out to Dwight Liebird, big ups, D-Bird, he asked me if I would help him coach an elementary school basketball team that he went to. So he went to Jesse Ketchum and he asked me if I could help him coach their girls basketball team because we had no sports. We had time. So I said, yes. And one of the biggest lessons that I would always say to this elementary basketball school, basketball team, pardon me, is free throws. They're called free throws because they're free. And so every time you step into the gym, the first thing you do, the last thing you do is shoot free throws. Why? Because they're free throws and they're free points. So again, DeMar DeRozan missing multiple free throws in crunch time. Pascal Siakam missing multiple free throws in crunch time. What are we doing here? Luckily though, even though he couldn't hit free throws, DeMar DeRozan, for the Bulls' sake, luckily, comes down the floor, other way, gets a bucket. Then Scotty Barnes steps right into a three-pointer, confidently knocks down a three to tie the game. And then we got we got to give some love to Chris Boucher here because Chris Boucher was all over the glass, grabbing rebounds. And again, he only really got into this game because of foul trouble to Jakob Pertl and foul trouble to press Shatua. Those two guys fouled out of the game. In comes Chris Boucher. In 17 minutes of play, my guy had 10 points, six rebounds. In 17 minutes, 
He was doing work. He was all over the glass. He was down there grabbing rebounds by himself. No one else was helping him on the glass. Not to mention, brought the energy, changed the flow of the Raptors bench because they were getting nothing from their bench. Then add in, he's getting the boards late. Schroeder finds him for a nice bucket under a rim. Not to mention, he hits clutch free throws. So again, to recap here, Who's missing clutch free throws? DeMar DeRozan missed a bunch. Pascal Siakam missed two. But Chris Boucher hitting clutch free throws. They're free, kids. That's my reminder. This was just an insane game. Raptors led this game. Again, another point. I want to ask people, how many times did you think the Raptors either won or lost this game? Because I'll say, I know at least twice I thought the Raptors lost the game. In my mind. When they were down big in the second quarter by 19, and then late when DeMar DeRozan needed two free throws and he could have won the game with two free throws. Those two times, I thought the Raptors, I was convinced the Raptors lost. The Raptors won the game, I thought, when they were up big in the fourth quarter. And then again here in OT, when they were up 103 to 99 with 39 seconds left. You're up 103 99, four points. 39 seconds left. You got to be able to close that victory if you're the Toronto Raptors. You got to. But instead, again, and talked about how important it was that OG Ananobi was gone. DeMar DeRozan just driving to the basket at will. He cut, He goes in for two, cuts the lead to two. And in winning time, what do you do in winning time? The Raptors come back down the floor. And I want to see how this plays out because we know there's a lot of different things going on, right? Last year, we know it was Fred time and winning time. He was taking the shots or at least making the decisions. Not a lot of people were happy with that. We know, of course, we've seen the history of Pascal going iso ball. Not a lot of people happy with that. So in this instance, winning time, Raptors up to you need a bucket. Need it. Schroeder has the ball. Schroeder tries to give it to Scotty Barnes. It looked like they were going to try to run the two-man game, but it's not really working. So Schroeder instead reverses the ball to Pascal. Pascal gets it, and he knows it's go time now. He tries to drive, drives the lane, gets stripped. The Bulls go the other way. Shout out to Jack, who pointed this out on the broadcast. The Raptors had a foul to give in this situation. And on the turnover... You would have hoped. It's tough, though, because they're going the other way, and you can foul, but if you do it wrong, then the Bulls are getting free free throws, free free throws, and the ball, right? Because you're behind the play. So it's tough. It's a huge risk. Clear path is the term I was looking for, and I blanked because it's only a second game in the season, and I haven't done this pod in a while. I'm a little rusty. But clear path is the, the term I was looking for. So it's a tough play. The margins are so slim when Siakam turns over the ball. You can foul so that at least you can try and set up your defense with the foul to give. But if you do it wrong and you execute it wrong, you're giving up free throws and the ball. And you don't want to do that. So you take your chances the other way. Bulls go the other way on the fast break. DeMar gets it, drives the lane, makes a beautiful pass to Caruso in the corner. And when he got the ball, he shot it with confidence. When he was when he rose for the shot, I honestly was like, nah, Caruso can't hit this shot. 
Like Caruso's not, he's not that dude. He's going to hit this three to, nah, I didn't think it was going in. And my guy splashed it. Caruso gives the Bulls the lead, 104-103 with two seconds left. Last chance for the Raptors. And again, what do you do in winning time? Well, this time they couldn't even get a shot off. Siakam has the ball. He gets bumped by Torrey Craig. Again, defense, Torrey Craig and Caruso made a huge difference. Torrey Craig bodies Siakam, throws him off a little. Siakam doesn't have his timing down, doesn't get the shot off in time. Bulls win in OT, 104 to 103. Second game of the year. But if the Raptors play a crazier game than that, wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. I got to shout out Canada Hoops Daily, though, for bringing back this pod <laughs> because <laughs> right away, two games in, we've had the wild celebration, the Raptors winning their first game of the season at home, them celebrating in the locker room, Darko's first win, like they won the chip. And then in game two, the craziest game I've ever seen with the most insane runs ever, Raptors falling in OT on a buzzer beater, or not a buzzer beater, but a game-winning shot by Alex Caruso. Scotty Barnes with the triple-double. DeMar DeRozan with 33 points and mad missed free throws. Just an absolutely insane overtime thriller here on the Canada Hoops Daily Wrap It Up Raptors postgame show. So, this is the portion of the show where we read some comments. And again, I'd like to shout out the people that are right now in my Instagram feed, at Sheldon Alexander. I'm doing the first few pods on this Instagram feed as well, but just know that's not going to last for the whole season. So if you want to follow this podcast, you need to follow Canada Hoops Daily on Instagram. Follow that account. You'll find the podcast there. If you want to see all the great graphics and the great dope background and, and see some stats while, while I'm talking here, you see the background, the full set, you need to go to Canada Hoops Daily on YouTube and Canada, or sorry, Can Hoops Daily on Twitter. That's how you can follow the pod. And of course, just find us on Apple and Spotify under Canada Hoops Daily. That's where you'll find this because they have brought back the Wrap It Up podcast and give me life to deal with the ups and downs of this Raptor season. So we will take some comments. Longtime listeners know I'll go through the whole game and then I take the people's comments because I, I, I'm here for you, Raptors fans. <laughs> I'm here for you in your time of need because that was an insane game. Raptors fall in overtime 104 to 103. Hit me up in the comments. We will take the comments live. Shouts to Glow Girl Smile, a day one follower of the Wrap It Up podcast. And you know what? I will give you the first comment here on the pod tonight says not sure if Darko should have taken that timeout quickly after having called a timeout and not having that timeout at the end of regulation when they needed it most. It's tough. That was, a, that was a difficult game. I mean, with your challenges, I think it's going to take the coaches a bit to figure out how to deal with saving your late game timeouts for how you deal with the challenges late. Because I feel like once they got used to it last year, the rules done changed, right? Uh, let's get to more comments. So Len says, OG going down was definitely a big loss in this game, but also the Raptors couldn't even inbound the ball. 
as I said, that was tough execution by the Toronto Raptors in crunch time. And, you know, say what you want about Fred Van Fleet, but that's when, you know, your point guard takes charge in terms of getting the ball in bounds, getting you over half court, getting you into your sets. If that's not Pascal, if that's not Scotty, if that's not Dennis, that's going to be tough. But that's what you need someone to be able to do, especially in winning time. Can you get into your sets? That's the super important part. The Raptors struggled, 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 struggled in crunch time. And it just didn't go well for them at all. And going like, you know, as this game continues, as the season continues, pardon me, I'm going to be interested to see just how this all plays out for the Toronto Raptors in terms of who is going to be the person to take charge and try to make sure that you get into your sets in crunch time. Because that was just a horrible performance by the Raptors late. Just not good at all. And it's not that the Bulls played that much better. It was a horrible performance by the Bulls too. It was like, I don't I don't even know how to describe that. I was going to say like last team standing one. I, I don't even know if that's fair to say. Let's get to some comments because I want to know how the people are feeling after that. And that's what we do here on this pod. So huge shouts. Remember, if you want to comment along live, you got to follow at can hoops daily on Twitter or go to the YouTube page, which is Canada hoops daily. Make sure you subscribe. That way you get the notification whenever the podcast goes live after the show. Hey, on YouTube, you can put us up on your big screen TV, sit there and chill, you know, doing it big here. Shouts to Canada hoops daily. And you know what? Shouts to Jeremy on YouTube who says, Welcome back, Sheldon. Jeremy, salute to you. Thank you for rocking with us here on the pod and being here to comment as well and join the party. Ruben says, Scotty is going to be the face of this team. Listen, Scotty Barnes did the job tonight. As mentioned, Scotty Barnes had a massive, massive game with his second triple-double of his career. 22 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, two blocks uh, again that three he hit late was so huge because the way that he shot that with confidence that's what you want to see from scotty barnes only took two threes in this game and i like that one of two because you don't want him shooting too many threes but you want him to be able to take those in comp in with confidence and he did that and that was huge big time game for scotty barnes shooting a nice nine of 14 why because he did a lot of his damage in the paint Leo was bringing this up a lot during the broadcast about Scotty Barnes and the Raptors in general, just doing a lot better when they're in the paint. And as you can see the stats here, nine of 36 from three point land, not a good look for the Toronto Raptors there. But again, Scotty Barnes is, is he the face? Is he the future? I don't know. I don't know that, but it was a good start anyways. And he's been off to a really good start this season. You just want to see him clean up some of the things at the end in winning time in terms of getting the ball inbounded, in terms of, you know, getting them over half court, getting them into their sets. But he's there. He's young. It's going to be some growing pains, especially when there's a lot more added responsibility for Scotty as well this year. Uh, my guy Ngozi, what's up? He says, Sheldon, this is all caps, by the way. That's why I'm yelling. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I'm yelling in your ear, kids. But he says, Sheldon, what? You're back covering ball? First off, 
for the record, I never stopped covering ball. Okay. I work for Sportsnet. All of the openings that you watch to start the Toronto Raptors games on Sportsnet, I produce those. So I've never stopped covering ball. It just, I wasn't doing the Raptors podcast. So you see me do other pods, whether it was the Don Valley podcast or whether it's the football picks pod or you killed it. All those other things were still going just to get my podcast juices flowing, you know, but I was always covering ball. And now thanks to Canada hoops daily, wrap it up is back. So Ngozi, I know you were one of our day one followers as well. Huge shouts to you. Appreciate you chiming in and commenting on the pod as well. Uh, let's see another comment here. It says Siakam has been exposed. The Raps need to make more post-up plays. I think the Raps just need to figure out, and this is going to be a tough one, right? Figuring out who your guy is down the stretch, right? Who is making the play? Who do you trust in winning time? That's going to be the interesting thing to see down the stretch for the Toronto Raptors. More comments, though. Shouts to all the people filling up the comment section here. I love it. I love it. This is like giving me life here on this pod because I need to know what's going on here in the Raptors fan base. How are y'all feeling after that game? Because I'm mad confused. I can't even lie. <laughs> mad confused after watching that game. Len says, DeMar tried so hard to give this game to us. He did. He really did. And the Raps couldn't take it. I don't even understand how that happened. Uh, let's see. OG would not have fallen for those, those DeRozan pump fakes. That sink. That is a great converse, conversation starter there because I agree. OG going down, he's just an extra body. Well, he's your main body that would be in charge of stopping DeMar DeRozan. And the fact that he was not there, that was a tough break for the Toronto Raptors. And it really, really hurt them down the stretch. Because again, you had Chris Boucher biting on DeMar DeRozan pump fakes. On a three-pointer, which is just, you can't have that. And then you had Siakam and Scotty Barnes. I don't even know which one of them got called for the foul, but you probably could have called the foul on either one of them. More comments, though. The Bulls have three good defenders. Yeah, the Bulls really need to reassess their starting lineup here because Caruso needs to start and just play more minutes, right? I know you want Kobe White to be your starting point guard, but having Kobe White, DeMar, and Zach Levine all want shots, all want to handle the ball, that's not conducive to winning basketball. It just isn't. So you need to... I know DeMar, DeMar's going to start. We know that, obviously, Levine's going to start. So I'm sorry, Kobe White, but you got to come off the bench. And maybe that's better for him because he could come off the bench and just shoot and shoot freely and just cook as he wants. But I don't know. That was a tough one. Tough one looking for the, the, the Bulls there tonight with their starting lineup. But as Hubert says, second unit is trash. I'm assuming he's talking about the Raptors' second unit. And if we take a look at the stats here in terms of bench production here for the Toronto Raptors, you have Gary Trent Jr. off the bench. He had 16 points on 14 shots. Three of 10 from three for Gary Trent. Oh, I don't know if you like that. I know it's a modern NBA and there are guys who shoot a lot of threes, but I have trouble with anyone not named Steph Curry or Dame taking 10 threes in a game. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm old. Maybe I'm really old, but I, I'm not down with that style of basketball. I get it. I understand it. But it's like, 
really? 10 threes is a lot. And you only get 16 points. Not a good look. So Trent with 16. Precious had eight points, but he fouled out. And fouling out in 23 minutes off the bench, that's difficult to do. But Precious had eight points, nine rebounds, six fouls in 23 minutes. It's an interesting night. <laughs> Jaden McDaniels played 18 minutes, had zero points, three rebounds, one assist, 0 for 4 from the floor, 0 for 4 from 3. And he had some open looks from 3. He cannot play over Chris Boucher anymore. That just can't be a thing, right? We need to see Chris Boucher get minutes. Chris Boucher has consistently been one of the Raptors' best bench players for the last few years. And now, maybe they're just trying to see what they got in Malachi Flynn or Jaden McDaniels, but it's not working. Grady Dick, six points, or sorry, six minutes, pardon me. He would have been happy to get six points. Six minutes, zero points for Grady. Malachi had four minutes, zero points. Again, the Raptors need to figure out their bench, and I think the key is not so much about the bench. It's about figuring out which starter can run your bench unit. As I see this comment here that says... The thing is, the starters are defense heavy. Maybe Barnes can be the backup PG. That's fair point. Um, I just think that whether it's going to be Scotty Barnes or Pascal or Dennis Schroeder, one of those guys has to be able to lead the bench unit, if not two of them. But so far, it's not working. The bench has been massively outplayed in the Raptors' first two games this season. Uh, let's see what's going on here. The grown up channel, other podcaster fans are already trending, already trading the other team, the entire team. Pardon me. Terrence says, sorry, I'll read that again. Terrence, sorry, my bad. Terrence says the grown up channel, other podcaster fans are already trading the entire team props to shell. So a couple things. Listen, man, people can listen to whatever they want to listen to. That's cool. I have no problems with that. I know there's different styles. Some people want to yell and scream after the game. Some people want to do the wild takes. People that will remember how he did wrap it up before. Even during the Kawhi year, all I stressed the whole season was enjoy it because you never know how long it's going to last watching one of the best players in the world play on your team. And just relax. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy watching your team. And now, here we are. Don't have the best players in the world. And so you can't really overreact the other way either. You have to take this season for what it is. And it's a season of growth. You just want to see some form of development from Scotty Barnes. Can he take that next step? You got to see what you got in OG. Is OG that dude? Especially after a summer in which his name was held out or maybe in rumors, not in rumors. We don't really know. But that was another year, and now we got to see what we got with OG Ananobi. But my, my whole point here, Terrence, though, in replying to your comment, can't be talking about trading the whole team already. It's two games in. And if you think about the wild swing from being on the highs of game one, because everyone kept sharing that, that clip of the locker room and Darko running around screaming in the locker room and they're spraying the water and that's great and that's fun and the vibes are high. But then he can't have the drastic swing the other way to where the world's over now after this 
horrible loss. But the beauty of the NBA is first night of a back-to-back and you get to do it all over again tomorrow. Right? So it's all good. Get another chance tomorrow. And guess what? Nick Nurse is in town with the Sixers. Joel Embiid. Pat Bev talking a lot of smack. That one will be fun, right? I love that the NBA's back. Just entertainment night in, night out. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Um, Terrence says, were you not entertained? I definitely was entertained for sure. Uh, let's see here. Uh, would you be surprised if Pascal gets benched? Scotty's development looks good. No, Pascal is not getting benched. It's not going to happen. It's too early for that. It's not a thing. Um, Pascal, you know, again, there's two things happening at the same time. Pascal's in a contract year. And so whether or not the Raptors are going to resign Siakam or not, it's in everyone's best interest for Pascal to play well and for him to be given every opportunity to play well. Because either he plays well and you realize, hey, we need to give this guy a max contract and ex- or just even extend him, re-sign him. Or you want him to keep playing well to up his trade value at the trade deadline if you then decide that you're not going to re-sign him. But either way, it's in everyone's best interest for Pascal to play well. So they will not be benching Pascal. Uh, more comments though here it says OG was dearly missed. He would have possibly been the difference. Totally agree there. Uh, soccer fanatic says glad to see wrap it up, make a comeback. You got us through some pretty rough pandemic Raptors basketball. <laughs> yeah. That, those are some tough times. We're back. We're back to enjoy, you know, great season back. It's great to have the fans back. I really appreciate y'all tuning in and rocking with me again. I just need you guys to remember to make sure if you want to keep following the pod to go to YouTube and go to the Canada hoops daily page, make sure you subscribe there because that's where this podcast is going to be for each and every game. You're just seeing it in different places now, just to start, just to get the word out that wrap it up is back. But this is going to be a Canada Hoops Daily show. That's where you're going to be able to find it. So make sure you're following Canada Hoops Daily on social media. Again, on Twitter, it's Can Hoops Daily. On Instagram, Canada Hoops Daily. And on YouTube, Canada Hoops Daily. That's what we got. Uh, T. Diddy says, OG always hurt. Yeah, they reference that during the broadcast, and it's it sucks because last year OG finally played in the 60s, right? His most games played since his rookie year was last season. So you want to see OG healthy, and OG, much like Pascal, is a free agent next year. And so it's in everyone's best interest. Again, if you want to re-sign him, it's in the Raptors' best interest that he plays better. If you want to trade him at the deadline, it's in the Raptors' best interest that he plays better. So very interesting stuff going on with this Raptors team here early on. Very interesting stuff, whether you're you're talking about wins or losses, and we've had both through two games, through two nights in the NBA, and it's been a lot of fun. And I, I really do want to thank all you guys for coming back, all the men and women, boys and girls, wherever you're watching this pod, I appreciate you all. Just know if you ever miss the podcast live, make sure that you know the podcast also ends up on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And if you're Daily, you can subscribe. 
That's where you can find this podcast if you miss us live. But you know what? You should be checking us live because we're on YouTube. We're on Twitter. And with this technology stuff they got now, you can put us up on your TV. Boom. Right after the game ends. Boom. Canada Hoops Daily presents the Wrap It Up podcast because I'm here for you, the fans. Take your comments and questions. I'm here to try to explain what I saw during the game. I want to hear what y'all thought about the game you just watched. And it's nights like this, crazy games like this, in which this podcast was made for. To be here for you, Raptors fans, in your time of need. Because that was an insane game. (laughs) Again. Raptors lose in OT. 104 to 103. Alex Caruso with the game-winning shot. Hits a massive, massive three to take the lead late. Pascal Siakam had a chance with two seconds left to win the game, but he couldn't get a shot off at the buzzer. Raptors fall 104 to 103 in overtime. Scotty Barnes with 22 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, two blocks. Siakam, 18 points, eight rebounds for Chicago. DeMar DeRozan, former Raptor, 33 points. Kobe White, solid game, 17, 6, and 8. Again, I mentioned Caruso, but this was a wild game. Such a wild game. I'm so glad that I'm able to recap this game with all of you, all of the Wrap It Up fans, because this game was insane. Again, the Raptors led this game 14 to 2. Then we're down 42 to 23. Okay. Again, down 42 to 23. Okay. That's important. It's very important. Because then the Raptors went on this crazy run since the second quarter. They trailed by 19 points in the second quarter, then went on a 63 to 29 run. That's insane. They were up one with nine seconds left. The game ended up going to OT. They ended up fouling DeMar DeRozan multiple times. He couldn't hit the free throws to win the game for the Bulls. The Raptors then led this game still. After all of that in OT, they led this game 103 to 99 with 39 seconds left. And they couldn't hold on. What do you do in winning time? I have a feeling that will be a theme for this young team throughout the season. And that we'll be here to go through it together here on Canada Hoops Daily Presents Wrap It Up Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. It's been so much fun. I needed this therapy session after that game because that was just an insane game. What a wild way to spend a Friday night. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I hope I was able to explain some things, you know, relive it, recap it, recap all the highs and lows because I really appreciate y'all for tuning in and joining me here on this pod. And just a reminder, we will be here after each and every Toronto Raptors game. So make sure you're following us on Twitter at Can Hoops Daily. You can follow me on Twitter as well at Shell Alexander. You can also follow Canada Hoops Daily on YouTube and on Instagram. Thank you guys so much. As I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is Canada Hoops Daily presents the Wrap It Up podcast. We'll be back tomorrow night as the Raptors host Nick Nurse. He's back. The drama continues. Joel Embiid's back. 
Pat Beverly's back. And we'll be here as well to recap it all here on the pod. Appreciate y'all. Until next time, see ya.